Welcome in to episode 27 of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan. It's been a big, big month. We just passed Canada Day. The nominees are now out there, all of them for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. And the support has been absolutely amazing. It seems little pockets of the comedy world are getting involved in who they want to see inducted next year in Hamilton for this year's class of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. It's been awesome. You can follow everything on social media. It's the Billy Van supporters are out there. The Red Green supporters are out there. The Joanna Downey supporters are out there. So it's very, very cool to see. CanadianComedyHall.com is where you get all info and to become a lifetime member for just $25. That's where you sign up, lifetime member, and vote for who you think should be in this year for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. This episode is rated R. It is not for the faint of heart. It is the Nasty Show episode. The Nasty Show is one of the premier events every year at JFL. And this year it runs July 18th through to the 25th at Club Soda, an eight-show run. It's going to be amazing. We have two incredible interviews for you. In just a bit, I'll have Steph Tolev on the show, which I'm very, very excited to talk to Steph about Canadian comedy, the nasty show itself, and all the amazing things she's done, including opening for Bill Burr at the AACC. But first, it's Jeffrey Asmus, and Jeffrey is a hilarious comedian. He's returning to JFL. He was in New Faces back in 2016, but returning for the nasty show, and he fits that bill perfectly, but he's also an incredibly smart, gifted comic. I love his performance. If, you, if you've ever get a chance to see Jeffrey, whether you're in Montreal or you see him coming up in Hamilton or Toronto, you must go. The, the guy is a powerhouse with the microphone. Unbelievable, unbelievable comic. Great guy to chat to. Had a wonderful conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. My interview with Jeffrey Osmus on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. How often do you use your religious studies degree from the University of Wisconsin? How often is that? Uh, you know, I mean, I used to actually, a lot of my act used to be about religion, actually. I used to bring the Bible on stage and read a verse from the Bible, and I used to throw the Bible, that, and then I would read the Quran on stage. I abandoned that joke. That joke got a little dicey a couple times, but... I, I actually don't use it that much anymore, but it used to be a very central portion of my act, actually. So this this is interesting because I was reading because you did New Faces in 2016. Uh, yes, and I, I read kind of re a review of the whole New Faces show, oh, yeah, um, yeah. including your act. And it was it was positive review. It was a great review. Um, and they said that you did like you brought books on stage. And was I there did. trivia facts about every country? Yeah, yeah, I brought a stack of books, probably like six or seven books tall. And then the bit was that I would ruin the endings of the books, basically, so people didn't have to read them. And then I would throw the books in the air. It was kind of wild bit, honestly. And then there was another joke where, yeah, I know the capital of every country. And it was intertwined with a joke about how I didn't masturbate. And that's how I knew all this geographic <laughs> knowledge. Yeah. It's a stupid human trick. I I don't know if I know all the capitals anymore. I know like 90% of them though. That's like, I, I claim to know every flag in the world. And yeah, oh, I know that's most tough. of the, 
anyone that I'm going to be quizzed on, like I know, like I, yes. you know, like nobody's going to pull out a Marshall Islands on me. That's and the like, same as me. I know if the ca- countries I don't know the capitals of, most people don't know exist. So I'm usually, yeah, unless they pull out a Tuvalu, then I'm a little, I don't know about that one. But so I actually did the, doing stand up one night. It was World Cup time and it wasn't oh, going well. Nice. So they, I was in like one of those shitty open mic bars and uh-huh. all the, all the flags of the, the country yeah were so i was like you know uh, do you guys just want me to name the flags like you you hate my comedy right now and uh <laughs> it actually turned the audience they they loved me after that i can name i could have bullshit right. on some people uh, love a, people love a display of intellectual superiority people do love that yeah that. absolutely yeah they do they do love that showing up D- just tell me about new faces <laughs> and uh and what that meant to your career you know at the time what was that seven eight years ago um what what that meant yeah. to, to you i mean i got it very early in my comedy i probably was made i think it was like three years in maybe even less than three years in when i got it so i if we're, I probably didn't deserve to get it, but I had a good seven minute set and that was all I had. So it was, I mean, I was shocked when I got it. I, I was very naive. I thought I was going to go there and they were going to have a sheet that says like, here's your sitcom right here. Sign this sheet of paper. You are now the new lead of the two and a half men reboot or whatever. So I was very, I thought that was, it obviously is a big deal, but I thought it was like, you're going to be famous in three days. But it wasn't a, it was a humbling experience, I will say, because I was around all these amazing comics and I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not at this level. So I'm excited to come back as a more veteran comedian. It'll be a more interesting experience. I, I went last year and yeah, I thought it was the same thing when I got home. I was just like, do I quit my my day job now? Like, what happens here? Am I <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like, where's the money? Why am I not touring with Kevin Hart right now? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, what's happening? Was, I was a very, I was a very fish out of water. I think I'll be a little more comfortable this time. It's a, it's a great time for sure. Tell me about so uh, teaching. So you were a grade one teacher. Um, I, by the way, when's the last time you updated your LinkedIn page? Um, you know, it, it is has... still. I do still get some. Yeah, you, did you look at it? Did you check I it did. out? It's actually oh, I... one of the first things that comes up in your Google search. Really? Still, I actually might yeah. need to deactivate that. I forgot. I always forget about <laughs> LinkedIn. That's funny. I don't I don't even know what does it even say I have no idea I haven't looked at that you're still doing years. some volunteering um for sure yeah, it looks sure, like sure yeah yeah uh that, that is yeah no mostly education <laughs> no <laughs> okay yeah at least I look like I'm a good person still that's good if you google my for name sure. it's like oh he cares about the community this is great yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, did you ever have any uh, moments where where teaching and stand up conflicted where maybe you a clip was out there and you were still teaching or did they cross over a lot? Well, so I I exaggerate. I was more like a like a, a tutor than a teacher. So I was okay. I didn't they didn't really care that much about what I did. The I was kind of like a mercenary for hire at like various schools. So there was no one who was watching my stand up. And at that point, I, w- I wasn't good enough to post online. So it was pretty anonymous. I could talk shit about the kids on stage at any bar <laughs> Mike I wanted to do. No one was going to turn me in or anything. What What was your first set or like step into comedy? 
my first set was the, I went to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, go Badgers, they, go Badgers on Wisconsin, and uh, they have a great comedy club there called Comedy on State. It's one of the best comedy clubs in America, actually. So I, they have an open mic night that regularly gets two hundred to two hundred fifty college kids to come to it, and so I performed for a packed house, probably two hundred and fifty people, my first set. So. Which was which actually I I crushed my first set and then after that I bombed for like four or five months but I did have one I think you need that I think you got if you crush the first time I had a, just enough ego to coast through the really brutal next few months I I also crushed the first time and and same same story and a lot of comics I talked to on the show I've talked to many you know big comics have uh -huh. that same story of crushing the first time and I think you almost need that to get I think to keep coming that. back because you know you can do that right you I know think you can the do crushing it. the first I think everyone can everyone has like a good five minutes of stand-up like we've all been alive for I was alive for 23 years beforehand I had a lot it was, I'd been waiting my whole life to do this I didn't know that but that's what it became clear after I did it so I think that adrenaline pushes you through that first set and then after that you're like oh I gotta try now and then it then you kind of lose your voice for a little bit for sure you you spent some time in Israel. Did you do any comedy there? I did. I wasn't. That was that was pre comedy. I, I was. I was. That was pre comedy. Yeah, I studied abroad in Israel for a summer. In uh, that, I don't know if I would want to do comedy there. I think they're not. They're I the the they're they're mean. That's all I'll say. Israeli people are kind of mean. That's all I'll say. I think it's because be they live crowd. a hard. They live a hard life. It's a brutal. There's a lot going on. But yeah, I don't think they'd be a good humor audience i don't think so um so now fast forward you're doing the nasty show kind of seven years later after your new faces mm -hmm. with an incredible lineup uh you know donnell rollins yeah. is on it steph tolev uh who's like yeah Canadian I icon yeah, at this point friend. yeah yeah she's really blown up uh, yeah, just talk about that and what that means to get this nasty show. Were you always a quote unquote nasty comic? Um, um I, I whatever think, I, that means. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't consider myself that dirty, honestly. I think I say dirty words, but I don't actually think the what I'm talking about is all that graphic, but I guess it depends on how you define that. But I've always been kind of, yeah, I've never been a clean comedian. I've never been going up there like, so peanut butter is different than jelly or what. I've never been like <laughs> that guy doing like the John Mulaney like type comedy, which I like, but that's just not for me. But it is, it's going to be cool to like, because I know the nasty show, it's kind of like where you can kind of let loose at the end of the night. I like that. I feel like a lot of these festivals, when you do them, I, they always make me be like really clean and I don't really it's not really who I am. So I always feel kind of weird on stage. So I can mm -hmm. kind of just do my act at the nasty show, which I'm excited about. Even the rest of just for laughs is, is fairly clean. So this is definitely yeah, the, exactly. the outlier. And yeah, uh, it, it, like it's one of the hottest tickets. Was pretty new faces was pretty clean too. I mean, they didn't tell you you had to be clean, but it was kind of in the, you be pretty clean. They basically said, and so I didn't really enjoy my set that I performed, honestly, because of that. Mm. Yeah, even uh, I showcased last month and mm -hmm. uh, I'm not super clean either. And I felt the pressure to be clean. Um, yeah. Do you feel that when you go to some festivals? Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, especially for like, there's, they'll be like, oh, the 
the Fallon bookers in the crowd are like, and then they're clean. So I kind of got to be clean to hopefully impress them or whatever. But yeah, I don't like that. I, I get why people have to be clean to make money and all that, but I prefer to be dirty. I know it's going to hold me back in my career, but I do enjoy it, I think. Watching a bunch of your stuff, preparing for this, you have like a lot of uh, your, that was great. That I love when you're, you're always like referring oh, to yeah, how good yeah. your joke is. Um, mm-hmm. Where did, where did that, was that, did that naturally develop um, over time? I, or is that something you're like, I'm going to try and it worked? That was, that was definitely a thing that just happened out of nowhere. I was just, I just, I can't stop talking. I don't like silence on stage. So I, in between the jokes, I just am like grading my own jokes. And it's, I think the crowd likes it. Cause if a joke goes bad, I'll be like, that joke sucked or that joke. They like that you're in the moment and like noticing what's happening. I think, I think sometimes crowds, if you like tell a joke and it bombs and you don't say anything, they're like, does he know that joke sucked or whatever? I think they like when you know how it's going in the room. They like that you're present in the moment. I've noticed they like that. They, they like that you know you're in it with them. I think. Yeah, is the, yeah. Otherwise, it looks like you're just reading from a teleprompter. So mm-hmm. they like to know that, like, oh, he's noticing this happened this way in this particular set. They like that. It's a little improvised or random. Yeah. It's like when they say, if you know, a waitress in a club like knocks over a drink, don't not address it. Like even if yeah, it's something exactly. quick, right? Like let them yes. know that you're not just. Yeah. Right. Um, know that where, you can like think for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you, by the way? I, I'm getting hotel room vibes. I this. am in a hotel right now. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, right. doing some shows at the Acme Comedy Club here, which is where I'm from Minneapolis. So it's kind of a fun little homecoming weekend. That's amazing. Do you, how do you find yeah. doing comedy in your hometown? It, you know, I do enjoy it. I do hate the, some of the after show hangs can be a little a lot of people mm-hmm. from high school I haven't uh seen in years who are like oh you're not the dorky little virgin anymore it's like no <laughs> and you're not the cool football player anymore we all went our different ways yeah it's a lot of relatives too being like oh pretty dirty up there and like I didn't tell you to come my aunt Cindy you chose to come that's your call yeah, I uh, when I do shows in my hotel, I just address it right at the top that yeah, you know, yeah. this isn't you know yeah you you almost got yeah. it. Is that club in the Mall of America? No, that is the that's oh. a different. That's called House of Comedy. That is different. Okay, I believe that yeah. one has a few can- Canada branches, but yeah, no, this is just a independent. This is a very very good comedy club in Minneapolis. Yeah, awesome. That's that's cool. Um, you have a you have a special coming out later this year. Uh, I do. Do, do, do. Has that been filmed? It had. It yeah, it's filmed. Yeah, it's coming out July twentieth. Yeah, it was filmed in Minneapolis at a different venue like last fall. Yeah, it's coming out July twentieth on YouTube. The only funny white man. It's called. Should be a good time. I love that. That's a that's a great name. Um, it's and then the last thing bait. I just want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good click. Yeah. Bait. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The last the last thing I want to touch on is your your podcast. It's uh it's very funny. It's it's a video oh, podcast you. on on YouTube. So, um it's more just free form. You guys very, is there any planning form. in that or is it you guys just sit down and start talking and gold uh, happens? I do a lot of the, I actually do a decent amount of planning behind the scenes, but Alex I don't think plans anything he's going to say and I kind of st- which is good. I think it's good to have that vibe. 
I always have a I the vibe is like basically that I'm the smart like nerd and he's like a college basketball player who's kind of an idiot and so I'm kind of quizzing him and teaching him about the culture and history of our world which is a it leads to a lot of fun like he didn't know who Saddam Hussein was like he's just he's just a guy who got pussy his whole life and never had to read a book so it's kind of a fun (laughs) fun to teach him about the world yeah that's a great great concept for a show and I like how sometimes you throw in that um, you're like, hey, I'm a headliner, <laughs> and you're oh, not yeah. kind of I, thing. I, I do I'm, talk I love down that. to him. It's all loving. He's a great comedian. Yeah, he'll, for he, sure. He he started a few years after me, so he'll be a headliner soon. But we do have a very uh, roasty vibe to each other because we know deep down we don't really mean what we're saying. So I think I think I think people like that roasting vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's very funny. It's called You're an Idiot. Um, I watch it on YouTube. I'm sure you can get it absolutely everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, every Monday, new episode every Monday. Yeah, and a Patreon as well. Patreon as well, yes. Yeah, we have Uh, two episodes for the Patreon if you do that. Yeah, so that's good. Awesome. Um, So July 18th, 25th, Club Soda, 930 Mm -hmm. Nasty Show, eight show run. Um, It's going to be a busy week for you at... uh, at just for last hopefully you get to some of those legendary parties uh yeah, i'm I, sure I, i'll I see think, you there yeah are you gonna be there you'll be there i'll be there i'm there all week so yeah oh nice cool yeah i'll see you around yeah definitely we'll probably go to too many of those parties i can't i have no self-control so that'll be fun jeffrey thanks so much for doing this i uh i really appreciate it uh again nasty show um at just for laughs it's it's Absolutely. gonna be amazing yeah i'm excited thanks for having me man Not many Americans get to come on this show. That is a privilege and an honor, and it's a privilege and an honor for me to talk to Jeffrey as he gets set for the Nasty Show July 18th through to the 25th at Club Soda for JFL Montreal. Very, very excited to go to that show. I will be in the audience. If not one, probably multiple nights because the lineup is so good. And this next interview, also on that lineup, it's Steph Tolev. Now, if you don't know Steph Tolev's name, you've been living under a rock. Steph has been tearing it up all across North America. She is Canadian. She's open for Bill Burr. And she has so many shows coming up at Just for Laughs. She's doing the Canadian keynote as part of Comedy Pro at JFL. She has her own show, Filth Queen, which I think has multiple runs, maybe two or three shows she's doing at Cafe Cleopatra. And of course, she's part of the Nasty Show, July 18th to 25th at Club Soda. She is hilarious. She is full of so much energy. Uh, I I love talking to Steph Tolov. I I met her at Comedy Bar last year in Toronto. And uh, this this was just a great time talking Canadian comedy. And it's the full Steph Tolov. It's the Steph Tolov you all know and love. So I hope you enjoy it. The interview with Steph Tolov on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. With what's kind of happened for you in the last year. Yeah, I feel feel crazy. Yeah, it, it must be insane. What's it like when you do get a chance to come home to Toronto? Um, I mean, it's, I, I am coming home for the first time this, this year. No, I was home for a bit, but I, it's, it's a lot. And I, I miss it. It's very nostalgic. I love going to the comedy bar, my favorite venue in Toronto. Um, it's nice. I'm, I, yeah, it's, it, it's good. I'm, I'm excited for this year. Cause I'm doing a big show at the Danforth Music Hall on December 14th. That I'm really trying to pump out. So I'm mentioning it. Um, so that's like my first time doing my own theater. So it's a, that's a very big deal for me. That's yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah. and, and one of the iconic venues in Toronto as well. Um, you also did the AACC 
Um, yes, which was the most insane thing. Yeah, I opened for Bill Burr at the Arcana Center two nights in a row. And that was probably the craziest two shows of my entire life. I bet. Like, What's yeah. it like doing an arena like that? Like, what, how, how different is it? Out of body is how, how I'll explain it. Because you come out and you, it's like you can't, it's a, it's a sea of people. It was really, it was funny because I, I was like, I felt so confident up there and I was like bopping around and running all across the stage. And then I looked over backstage and I saw Bill watching me and that threw me off more than anything else. I was like, mm. what? what? And then I went back. I was like, there's 19,000 people laughing at me, but just seeing Bill's head staring at me, like fucking threw me off. I'm like, that's so stupid. Uh, but it's crazy. It, you, you, you feel like you can't even tell if you're there laughing. It's just, it's really bizarre. It's just like noise kind of mm. when you're up there. I like get distracted. Like I did Yuck Yucks last night and I get distracted when somebody is like ordering a drink in the front row. So I can't imagine oh, yeah. when there's 5,000 people on the move at one yeah, point. Yeah, and I, I tried doing crowd work. Like some guy moved my look at this guy. I'm like, what do you mean look at this guy? No one can see this guy. <laughs> what am I talking about? Look at this guy. I'm like, yeah, no, I I'm have, I realize I think I have severe ADHD because if somebody even like coughs in the back, I'm like, who coughed? Was it funny? Like I, did, I see everything when I'm on stage now. It's like, I Same. wish I wasn't that hyper aware of it and getting distracted, but I am. I have a stupid question I like to ask everyone and nobody's ever got it right about themselves. It's dumb, but I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's it. Do you know your first credit on IMDb? Uh, I, you know what? I might, because I just looked at it recently. Is it, is it um, the whisper? No. Okay. It's, what? it's extreme babysitting. Oh my God. God, I forgot about that show. Holy crap. I played this weird aunt and I was like cutting a cucumber. It was so bizarre. It was for like a kid's show. It was really bizarre. It was it a prank show? Was it like yes. a, okay. okay. It was on YTV, I believe. Was it? It was something like that. Oh my I think so. God. I also, my IMBD is so fucked. I don't know. There's a credit on there I need removed because I fucking hate that I was part of this one thing. And it says my phone, I, I don't, no one calls me Stephanie. Yeah, that's it too. A lot of things you referred to. Me, the photos of me are 20, I'm 24 years old in those photos. I'm like, well, I look nothing like that. I've asked my agent 10 times to change it. So I actually have a meeting today and I have, I have a new credit that is not on there. I'm in a new cartoon called 10 year old Tom. And I watched it last night. I watched my episodes. I'm like, my ass is on the fucking thing and I'm not on there. So I'm pissed. Someone's That's uh, I, I feel like the IMDb because I've I, again, I go through this with literally everyone. I asked Jason Sudeikis if he knew and he was like complaining about his IMDb. So it's, everybody it's a bad website. I wish there was something better. It's not good. Yeah, no, it's not. And I feel like industry people go to the website. Yes. And they're seeing, and they're so it's important. Green baby saying that's so funny. That's yeah, that's that's the one. Oh, yeah, God. another cartoon that I just I would I, this wasn't my questions, but I love and I know you're in it is Gary and his demons. Yeah, which, uh, I love Mark Little and it's an amazing show. Mm -hmm. um, that must have been a lot of fun to to work on. Um, uh, well, I was I, it was weird because I was in L.A. at the time, so I had to record mm -hmm. over Zoom like with him. So it wasn't I couldn't be like there. But the 10 year old Tom one that I'm I have like I think I have four or five voices on that cartoon. It's on HBO right now. And it's that was super fun. The cast is crazy. It's like Jennifer Coolidge, John Malkovich. Like it's nuts. David Schwimmers, it's, a, it's not Schwimmer, David, um, who's the hot David from X-Files? Uh, Duchovny. Yeah, Duchovny, Duchovny, not Schwimmer. <laughs> Get the hell out of my head. Yeah, so it's like a crazy, like, list of people in my ass on there. So that's pretty cool. Um, you, you have a big JFL coming up. It's probably the most loaded schedule of anybody going to JFL. I, I don't it's, know if you've looked at your schedule. It's oh, insane. It's crazy. It literally, I feel nuts. And they kept being like, and then you want to do some solo shows? And I was like, 
okay. And then a couple of people have like asked me to join, jump on their show. And I was like, I can't even reply to these people. I can't, mm. I can't add anything else to this. Cause it's already, it's a lot. I did one thing at JFL last year and I was busy. Like I was yeah. like crazy. Like I did one thing. First of all, uh, I want to talk about Filth Queen. So that's your solo show you're doing and you're doing that yes. Cafe Cleopatra. Have you been to that venue yet? Yes, I love it. I did Archie Fears. It's amazing. Uh, show there before. I love it. It's 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 amazing. Um, it's such a cool, I, I think it really fits my vibe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about, um, especially doing an hour because like a lot of industry people don't see me do an hour and they don't see, like, I think people see me do like a seven minute set and they're like, oh, there's no way she's that crazy for an hour. It's like, no, I am. I'm that exact energy, most certainly for one full hour. And it, it's a lot. It's exhausting. Um, <laughs> I bet. But yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Also, I'm pumped. The Nasty Show. I, I, you know, I've I've always been a dirty comedian, so that's the one show that I've always wanted to do it. It just for laughs. I was like, I am like, no offense. How the fuck have I not done the Nasty Show yet? I'm because some some years I some usually the people they have on there are are gross. But then there's sometimes they'll be like one. I'm like that person's never said anything filthy in their life. I'm mm-hmm. over here only talking about my labia. I'm like, what what what's a girl got to do here? But no, I'm not. <laughs> I also love Montreal, so I'm excited that I get to be there for longer. And yeah, it, the nasty show is an eight show run. The other thing you're doing is the Canadian keynote. Last year, I went to see Sophie Bottles. That's a completely different thing. How do you prepare yeah. for this? I need to ask her what she said on hers. Um, actually, I got to do that today because I, I'm not going to lie, was very surprised they asked me. Mm-hmm. Very surprised. I openly, <laughs> I openly talk about a lot how I think Canada fucks a lot of their comedians, and we have to fucking move to the states. Uh, I'm very open and vocal about it, and have been for years. And I out people who treat me like shit in Toronto. The two major clubs, one you mentioned, another one, they treated me like the people who run it treated me like dog shit. Told me to my face, I was shit. So I have a very hard time being like Canada's the best because I'm like I love Canada, I miss Canada, but I'm like not gonna lie to you. I- I would treat like shit until Bill Burr all of a sudden was like, she's funny, huh? And then they're like, oh yeah, oh, yes, that's funny. Yeah, come, on back. Like, come on back. I'm like, remember when I had to leave here and I didn't want to? Like, remember when I was begging to get any fucking showcase at all, like anything? So it's very, I get worked up about it. So I'm like, they may have made a mistake asking me is what I'm saying. Cause I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to pussyfoot around shit, but I'm like, I also, I want, I, I want it to come across as like, I want Canada to recognize how talented our comedians are. Insanely talented. And, and, and it's like, and the amount of comics who have, excuse me, never even done Just for Laughs. Like, I, like my buddy Alex Pavone, all puts me in the road, Canadian comedian, did Just for Laughs once. We did, we did uh, Canadian New Faces years ago. He fucking killed. In my opinion, should have won the whole thing. Didn't. Never been back. He opens me in the road. He kills so hard that I'm backstage going, is this guy crazy? Like, it, it's insane. He annihilates. He's the funniest person out there. I'm like, why isn't he here? Like, why aren't we, we have a weird way of showing our, our talent. And, and it's just, it's upsetting is what it is. Uh, Sophie's Sophie's uh, keynote last year was in the same ilk, the same okay. honest ilk. So okay. uh, yeah. But, they, but Canada that's... likes her. So that's why I'm curious of what she said. Cause like Canada, you know, yeah. they, they usually find their like five people a year and that's who they like. And it's like, I was never one of those. That's why I had to move. Cause I was never like, I was never getting the like top five things. I never won any fucking competition at, even though I worked my ass off trying to win those like the XM stuff mm. and like whatever the yuck yucks competitions. I never was even close to any of that shit. And then it's like, 
I I get a message her. I, I need to know what she said. And now you've like made the move to the states, regular at the comedy store. Um, kind of comedy aside, or maybe comedy involved. Is there anything you miss about doing comedy in Canada? I miss all of it. I, I yeah. miss Canada every single day. I miss. I used to bike uh, in Toronto, so that was like a huge biking from show to show, especially in the summer. It was like amazing. Now out here, it's like. If I wanted two shows a night, I have to make sure they're close by. Otherwise, I'm driving. I'm in gridlock traffic for like four hours. If I have a show in Santa Monica, I'm like, well, I better leave at 1 p.m. because I'm not getting there on time. Um, and I miss the like, I miss the constant hang. Like there is a hang out here, but I miss the like, you know, someone's going to be the comedy bar. If you're like just out one night, bopping around, you know, there's going to be comics there. You're all going to have it. You're going to have fun. It's going to just be there's no like ego. I felt like in in Canada so much as there is out here. Right. Yeah. Um, when you, when, when you went to the States, how, like what kind of plane were you on? Cause I I heard you say one time that, you know, it took you so many years to get back to the level where you were at in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, what was that experience like having to kind of start, I don't want to say the bottom, but like, it was the bottom. No, it was, it was a nightmare. I went from literally being a a full-time comedian in Canada to moving out here, my green card got all fucked up. So I had to work under the table for three years. So I took on a babysitting job. So I went from literally being just like full-time comic, loving my life to like changing this kid's ass. Cause I lied and said I was a babysitter. I've never babysat my life. <laughs> then I was cleaning Airbnbs for a bit, which was hell on earth. Cause it, people okay. are disgusting. Like peeling condoms off the wall, eyelashes, like scraping barf with a toothpick off the back of the toilet, like the disgusting shit. So I was like, like there were so many times where I would be in the middle of this and I'd just start crying and be like, I've made a huge mistake. Like, why did I, why did I leave my friends and my family? Like, I only had like two friends in here when I first moved out here. So it was really, and the comics, which also, this is nothing that I'm going to bring on my keynote speech, but it's like, it's really shitty that like the only credit I had at the time was just for laughs and no one gave a shit because I didn't have a late night. So I couldn't get anyone to, I couldn't get on any shows. And it's so funny. Someone just DM me the other day. I DM some big comic to do a show and they just replied to me. It was eight years ago. I sent them the DM. Oh and my God. Like, oh my God. How did I miss this? I was like, you missed it. Cause you thought I was shit. That's how you missed it. You missed yeah. it. Cause you know who the fuck I was. And like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's a comic coming in, but it was like, it was, I was out every single night, at, even just introducing myself to people. And I didn't have a car, so I was biking. So I was biking to like these crazy venues. <laughs> LA. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It was what really was hard. the moment? What was the moment where you're like, oh shit, okay, this is the right decision. I made a good decision. I think when I got um the first big credit I got was the Clusterfest up next, um, the Comedy Central up next comics to watch thing. That when then I went to the the Clusterfest Festival in San Fran, that was like okay, that was like I was up with like I was like this okay they they were recognizing me I'm up with this this tier and then after that I did the um, Bill Burr's The Ringers, mm-hmm. um, even though he didn't pick me for that it was like the producer I had worked with him on something else and he was like that so like I think those were the two things where I was like okay this is actually making me feel like something is is moving and I, I've made the right choice. Um, like I said off the top, this is the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. It's just like, uh, you know, growing up, was there any like comedy influences, Canadian or not, just influences you had that you would be like, oh, that's a Hall of Famer in my yeah. eyes? Yeah, well, I mean, Kids in the Hall, obviously, was like my main, because mm-hmm. I, I started in sketch too, so that was like a huge thing for me. Yeah. Um, whenever anyone asks me, and I'm not even just fucking saying this, whenever anyone asks me who my favorite comedians are, I say Deb Giovanni and John Doerr. Those are the two people love, who are so funny, so original, so sweet. 
Deb and I are very good friends now. I remember she's the first live show I ever saw. My all my friends took me in high school to the Laugh Factory. And if you remember that, that was like downtown Toronto, attached to like a hotel, I think a Holiday Inn or something. Anyways, uh, I was in the basement. I, I I was so nervous, and I went up to her after, and I was like, "Hi." She's like, "Hello." I was like, "I was like 17," and she's like, "What's up?" I'm like, "I think I want to be a comedian." She's like, "Do it. You can do it. I can tell you, tell you're great." And I was like, and then. My John Dora story is I did the Rivoli one night and it was very hard to get on that show. And I finally got on and I did not do very well. I bombed and I, I ran out and I started crying. So I'm like outside the, I was like trying to like collect my, myself and I hear Steph and I like turn around and it's John Dora. I'm like, yeah, he's like, you, you're right. And I was like, what? And I was like trying to like, I'm like, I'm like what the fuck? Why is John Dora talking to me? And he's like, hey, I just want to let you know. He's like, I know you didn't feel great about that set, but I saw you a couple months ago. I just want to let you know you're really improving. And I was like, what? Like he followed me out of the club. Oh, wow. me that. All right. Good night. And went back inside. Like, I'm like, and I, it totally turned my whole night around. I was like, holy fuck. Like he did not need to do that. It was insane for him to be that generous. Like, so him and Deb were just really too big. And again, they had, they had the move. Uh Oh, everybody has to move to America. <laughs> John's um, back. <laughs> John's back. Is he? I thought it was in Alaska. Oh yeah. He is in Alaska. Yeah. I was thinking Yukon. Yeah. yeah, no, no, he's, yeah not, he's not back. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're um, right. But it was just that, those, those were two huge ones when I first started. Because I didn't watch a lot of stand-up growing up. I watched a lot of, like, British TV, like a lot of keeping up appearances, which is hilarious. Um, I lo- watched a lot of Mr. Bean. I watched a lot of, like, cartoons growing up. So my uh, once I started getting more into comedy, I, I watched a lot. And I'd go watch Deb and, and John live a lot. De- Deb's been on the show. Um, so funny. And you're right, the nicest person ever. She's and the funniest John- person on the planet. John, when I asked that question on who their influence was or a comedian you admire, John's name gets mentioned more than anybody else's. It should. Um, He's a sweet. By young I think Deb, yeah. Yeah. Deb, I think, might be the funniest person on the planet. We did a show the other day. I can't, she, I will say bluntly, people cannot follow her. She's, she yeah. kills. She, she's a killer. Yeah. Like celebrities love, like nuts. I loved her in that show, Last One Laughing. I don't know if you saw it, Canadian. No, we don't. I don't, I don't get that out here. Yeah, it was great. She was so funny yeah. in it. Um, Very funny. Thanks so much for doing this, Steph. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, nasty show, July 18th to 25th and everything else. Um, and yeah. okay. the, the Filth Queen show at Cla- Cafe Cleopatra, just for laughs. Um, I'm definitely going to the Nasty show. Um, so uh, hopefully I'll catch you more shows of yours at, at, uh, at JFL. Thanks a lot. Yeah, great. Thank you. That's it. That's our show. It was a, it was a big one. This is a huge show for us. It's the Nasty Show Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast edition. Uh, I, wa- I want to say a big thanks to JFL for, for letting me uh, be a part of the media for this event and, and interview some of these great acts that are going to be coming to Montreal in, in just a few short weeks. Uh, later on this week, I have another episode, two amazing interviews, and it's going to be based around the Just For Just for Culture uh, show that they run every year there at JFL, another staple of the festival. Once again, The Nasty Show is July 18th to 25th to 25th. It's July 18th to 25th at Club Soda in Montreal. You can get your tickets at the JFL website. Steph Tolov, Jeffrey Osmus are on that lineup. Danelle Rollins is also on there. Mike Ward is hosting. It's going to be an incredible, incredible eight-show run. So thank you to Jeffrey. Thank you to Steph. Heck of a show. Can't wait for the other one to drop this Friday. Once again, CanadianComedyHall.com for all things nominees related for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan.